one should know, directors should know, and if they don't know now, they usually know when they come. Mm-hmm. We're going to start at a 10. And if you don't say anything, it's going to get bigger. It's going to go to about a 15. It's going to go to a 15. Hello, and welcome to this week's episode of The Awardist, Entertainment Weekly's podcast where we break down the exciting developments in the current Emmy race. I'm Kristen Baldwin, TV critic at Entertainment Weekly, and I am here with my colleague and pal and fellow TV junkie, senior TV editor, Jared Hall. Hi, how are you doing? I'm great. How are you, Kristen? I'm good. I'm just, you know, I had a fun group of assignments this week, including speaking to our guests, uh, Blackish Stars, Anthony Anderson and Tracy Ellis Ross. It was they're so funny. Such a hoot. We talked to them while they were on a, on their lunch break on the set. They oh. were sitting in the Johnson's kitchen, you know, okay. doing an interview together. And it was just like, those two can riff, <laughs> uh, which is, which is probably why imagine. this is Anthony's seventh nomination wow. as Outstanding Lead Actor in a Comedy Series and Tracy's uh, fifth. So once again, nominated this year and they're coming up on their final season of Blackish which will come out, uh, you know, later this year, early next yeah. year. So it's exciting. Yeah. So he has, yeah, that's right. He has been nominated every single year for this show and very well deserved. Yeah. I think he's very funny on the show. This this show feels like it was made for him and for her too. Yes. I think she is, it's just been a fantastic showcase of uh, her comedic abilities. Not that she didn't show them on Girlfriends, but there's just something so special about this role and the two of them together and the entire family. And you work in Lawrence Fishburne and Jennifer Lewis into the equation. It's just kind of comedy magic there. Yeah. So we had a great chat and it was really nice to be able to, you know, we, they told me some stories, including uh, apparently Tracy used to not, like Anthony very much. In fact, the word she used <laughs> was hate. But this was oh. before they worked together on Blackish. So oh. w- you'll hear that whole saga uh, later in the episode, but just stay tuned because it was hilarious. Um, oh, okay. Now they get along like a house on fire, but. I uh, mean, it seems like it. Yeah. That's, <laughs> I mean, look, sometimes that's the way, you know, real relationships go in, in real yeah. life. You think you don't like someone, then you really get to know them and you're like, okay. Uh, and, you know, we, we see maybe perhaps a bit of art imitating life here it sounds like yeah so so that's you know it's a really interesting comedy race uh this year and certainly in the actor category you know let's talk a little bit about the lead actor and lead actress category this week uh so let's start with actor you want to run down the nominees yeah okay so this year uh we do not have last year's winner to worry about or contend with because of (laughs) course schitt's creek is not on the air anymore as we've talked about many times here before Mm -hmm. eugene levy who really is just a he's a very funny man and uh i i think rightfully won last year he's he's so good and i love that Character, But anyway, enough about him. This year's lead actor in a comedy race, Anthony Anderson, of course, that we've mentioned. Michael Douglas uh, on The Kaminsky Method. William H. Macy for that final season of Shameless. Jason Sudeikis for his first season of Ted Lasso. I'm noting first there because there is a second season on right now, but I don't want people to be confused. It's for the first. And then Kenan Thompson for his uh, self-titled sitcom, Kenan. I mean, I think... 
feel like we can look at this list and very reasonably state that there is one person who leads the pack, but we can debate that a little more. But I mean, really, Kristen, do you think this right. is Jason's to lose? I really do. I mean, uh, it's obvious that he has the momentum right now. I think the fact that the show is back on during the voting yep. period, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. is, is, uh, is something that these other shows don't have that advantage. Um, and also, you know, he's just, people obviously love that show and yeah. he's one of the key reasons. So I do think it's his to lose that said, you know, there are weeks and weeks to go. You never know. Um, yeah. But you know, it's interesting. You said that he, he's the key there and you know, that, that he's so good. And I don't know if this is just, you know, the, the actor, the guy from, where is he from Kansas city, right. Or from Kansas. Yeah. I always forget, but I, either way, you know, this, this humble Midwest guy who, who doesn't really understand all of the, uh, you know, hullabaloo, I feel like is a word that, that Ted Lasso right. would use around his performance there. Um, and he really should. I, I, I hope he can take a step back at some point and see like really the great work that he's doing because what he does, the, the combination of the comedy and the heart and all of that, it's not mm-hmm. easy to do without, which we've kind of talked about here before, becoming so saccharine that, you, you know, you can sit and right. roll your eyes at it. It just kind yeah. of he just exudes it it just comes out of his pores in such a beautiful and inviting way that you right. just want more 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 and you know i think that's what everyone else has latched on to as well but i think what he's doing is is a lot more difficult than what he gives himself credit for well right and if you go back and watch the last five minutes of the first episode that's where it really sort of solidified it for me in that it's a scene where he's on the phone with his wife Mm -hmm. it's late at night he's you know first day in london and it's just him on the phone you only hear one side of the conversation and the through Sudeikis's performance you get so much from what his character is going through in terms of like you know, what's really happening underneath all of that sort of optimism and, and Mm -hmm. sweetness. So, you know, I think it kind of reminds me, uh, Bill Hader won a lot, you know, won awards for Barry. And that was Mm -hmm. interesting because that's a character who is so on the out, like sort of flat and dead on the outside, but Hader's performance, it's so clear that he has so much pain, you know, bubbling up. So again, this is another SNL vet who is showing some incredible acting chops. So yes, I think it is his to lose, but I mean, there are certainly some other qualified candidates here. I have a question for you, Jared, first of uh all. Um, I I don't want this to sound mean because I love Keenan, but do we really think that voters watched his NBC show Keenan, <laughs> or did they just see him in the mix and because they love him justifiably so uh, as much as they do Uh-oh. on Saturday Night Live that they they put his yeah. name down here? Because I just, that show, yes, it got renewed, but like mm-hmm. it kind of came and went very quietly. Yeah, very quietly, week to week. Um, I mean, if, if there was some kind of uh, 
trending or a discussion going on about it, I certainly was missing it. Um, I, mm-hmm. I'm kind of with you in thinking that probably people saw the ballots, the list of people who are eligible and mm-hmm. were like, oh yeah, Keenan, he's a solid comedy performer. I may not have checked out enough of it, but he seems like a safe bet. Do I think he's unworthy? Probably not. I think Keenan, I mean, he's doing no. something very different on that show than obviously what he's doing on SNL. He's got a, you know, a whole family um, that he's, he's raising and he's got, you know, Chris Red there by his side and Kimberly Lewis and uh, Don Johnson. Um, so, you know, there, there's certainly an interesting dynamic going on. Um, and this is a show that was, you know, when it, it came out, um, it debuted earlier this year uh, when we were still, you know, in the midst of the pandemic. And this is a show that was actually dealing with grief. Uh, his yeah. character, you know, being a, a recent widower. So it makes me wonder if there was something there that people also... Um, you know, latched on to, paid attention to That's a true. bit. That's a good point. Um, yeah. Yeah. But but I think Academy TV Academy voters do do like Keenan a lot as, you know, as as viewers do as well. And who could blame them? And I know you had some thoughts on uh, another nominee. Okay. So I know we're saying it's Jason's to lose, but if he was to lose, mm-hmm. would it be to Michael Douglas. It's the final season of the Kaminsky method. We're talking about, you know, actors who academy members love. Of course, uh, you know, he has uh Oscars and I don't know if he has an Emmy, but would this be the time to finally hand him one? So yeah, he's been nominated certainly before in this category mm-hmm. and uh he's won the Golden Globe and Gold, Hollywood yep. loves him and how can you not love him? So I yeah. do wonder, you know, I think if anybody could sneak in, I think you're right in that, you know, they may want to, because by the way, let's not forget that uh, there were several nominations for Kaminsky Method um, in other categories, you know, in terms of Kathleen Turner, I believe Mm -hmm. got a supporting actress, Um, Morgan Freeman nominated as Mm -hmm. himself. Uh, uh, Paul Reiser. Alan Arkin. Yeah. Paul Reiser. Alan Arkin used to be. Yeah. This isn't a fluke nomination. Yeah. yeah, like the the voting body enjoys the show, or at least mm-hmm. you know the people in it. So uh, maybe he could be a little bit of a spoiler here. Who could say? Huh. It, it really starts to make me wonder. The more I look at that, and I think he is. You know, I, I think I would put him second to uh, Jason mm-hmm. Sudeikis. Um, Anthony Anderson, maybe next year, final season. Will could That's be what his I was year thinking too. Yes. Yes. Yeah. And he's great. He's been nominated every year. Yeah. Yeah, and William H. Macy, always solid on Shameless, also a a really um, interesting character that I think he he has done some compelling work with, but I think the nomination's the win here for him uh, as it is for Keenan. Yes, absolutely. So, you know, it's an interesting category, not necessarily one that you can take your eye off and think, oh, this is a done deal. We'll see, we'll mm-hmm. see. Yeah, kind of like comedy actress, Yes. This category, my gosh. Okay, so no Catherine O'Hara this year because, again, Shit's Creek, all that, blah, blah, blah. Um, but this one, okay. I mean, there's someone I want to win. I think we share that same sentiment, but let's go through the list here. <laughs> A.D. Bryant for Shrill. Kaylee Cuoco right. for The Flight Attendant. Not a comedy. Allison Janney for <laughs> <laughs> Allison Janney for the eh, Allison Janney for the final season of Mom. Tracy Ellis Ross, who we've mentioned for Blackish, who I think should have won years ago, and Gene Smart for Hacks. Um, like Sudeikis in the uh, lead actor category, I think there's someone here who is uh, since the show debuted has 
taken the front runner status and is holding on to it. And I'm mm-hmm. not sure anyone will surpa- surpass her in the end. Jean Smart for Hacks. What do you think? Queen Jean. Queen yes. Jean. I feel like she absolutely <laughs> needs to win, deserves to win, will win. Yeah. It's interesting, you know, I think Kaylee Cuoco is somebody who we knew from, uh, she was going to get nominated for sure. And I think had Hacks premiered earlier, you know, uh, it might have, it might be more of an even race right now in that they would have equal momentum. But I think Hacks being more recent and everyone just freaking loving Jean Smart and, and don't forget Mayor of Easttown. They loved her on that. Yeah. And that, you know, is another. Also nominated for that. Also nominated for that. And like, she's been doing interviews for Hacks and Mayor of Easttown. And she's just like such a freaking, you know, goddess. Uh, she's so yeah. sweet and kind and funny and self-effacing. Mm-hmm. And like, she's, yeah. you, you can't not love her. So mm-hmm. I feel like, I mean, I would be as, you know, all of these actresses are good actresses, but I would be real mad. If she didn't win, I uh, I am right there with you. We kept saying before nominations, <laughs> there will be riots uh, if she doesn't get nominated. <laughs> yes. I think we're kind of translating that now to the win. I mean, she's just doing look, she's always been a very, uh, very reliable performer. But I think she is doing some of if not the best work of her career on this show, it feels like, uh, and and in ways it was written and created for her. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. Everything that Gene Smart is great at doing, they have found a way to incorporate that into every inch of this script. And they just know, they know what she's capable of with her face and her eyes. And ah, she's just so good. Yeah. Um, I, I just, and I can't imagine anybody else in uh in this role so i agree so i mean i do think obviously there's you know voters love allison janney there's clearly mm-hmm. a lot of love for kaylee cuoco who really probably yeah. would have won a lot earlier yeah. on in the year had it not been for Catherine o'hara so true um, yeah so i i do think you know there's there's a chance that somebody might pull out a surprise win i don't know if you see an obvious sort of spoiler like we were discussing Michael Douglas, you know, in the yeah. comedy actor race. I don't know if I see an obvious person right. who might pull out a surprise win. I could see one of those maybe situations where, you know, where every now and then it gets talked about, oh, could these two split the vote and this one works in and and that almost is never a, a situation that really like comes to fruition. But if Gene and Kaylee split, I could see Tracy working her way in. Tracy did have uh an incredible um, I believe it was their season premiere at the at the beginning of, uh, you know, when they are coming back. She's a doctor. She's at the hospital doing her work. And then at yeah. home, son breaks their, you know, their bubble. bubble, their pod. And he goes yeah. to someone else's house. And she has this incredible moment uh, where she really just lays into him. And of course, it, it's a dramatic moment in a comedy, but people often win for those moments um, yeah. in comedies because it's it's still even to be able to have those moments in comedies is uh, is pretty great. So I, maybe I could see her there. But again, like I said earlier, I think Tracy should have won years ago uh, in this category. She's just she's so incredibly funny on the show. Oh, by the way, I wanted to mention if Gene wins this when Jean mm-hmm. wins this, when, we manifest when. that. When Jean wins yes. this, she will only be uh, she'll be only the second performer, second to Betty White, to have a comedy lead, comedy supporting, and comedy <gasps> guest Emmy. 
lots of people have wow. a lead, a supporting, and a guest, but they're, you know, split among genres, comedy, drama, limited yeah. series, all that kind of stuff. But yeah, she, uh, Betty White's the only one who currently has it. Gene would be the second. And honestly, I kind of put them in the same category of comedic. Yes. Comics. They are both national treasures, so they I am ready sure to are. see that happen when it does, It when she wins. When? You win. She right. wins. We'll change our vocabulary. Yes. <laughs> when. Let's, let's speak yeah. it into the universe. Uh, yeah. And yes, I think with Tracy Ellis Ross, who's so great, I do hope that if she doesn't pull out a win this year, you know, next year will be Blackish's final season. Yeah. And so hopefully they might finally award both the stars in, the, in yeah. that case. And we did, you know, we talked quite a bit in our interview about the pandemic storylines. And actually, she said that she was somebody on set who was very focused on COVID protocols. So, <laughs> so that was a little bit of art imitating life there as well. Uh, so right after the break, you will hear my conversation with Emmy nominees, Tracy Ellis Ross and Anthony Anderson from the Emmy nominated comedy Blackish. For seven seasons, they've entertained us as Bo and Dre Johnson on ABC's hit comedy Blackish. And now, as you'll hear in my interview with Anthony Anderson and Tracy Ellis Ross, they didn't always love each other. This was way before Blackish, but now they're just like family. And it was a great interview. I hope you enjoy it. Anthony Anderson and Tracy Ellis Ross from Blackish. Welcome and thanks so much for joining us. Look, Anthony, where's she, her? Oh, where's she, her? It's <laughs> okay. We we see her. Okay, we'll leave it. Yeah. <laughs> We're on my computer. <laughs> well, Blackish earned six nominations, including Outstanding Comedy Series and Lead Actor and Lead Actress for, for you. Congratulations. What does it mean for you guys to have this recognition as you go into the show's final season? Uh, good wind under the sails. Good wind under the sails. Yeah, yeah, it's it's good. Uh, you know, it's it's a great way to start uh, our finale season with uh, Emmy nominations. Uh, not only for ourselves, more importantly for the show. Yeah, really, it yeah. feels like a very uh, special way to walk into the beginning of the end. And were you guys able to celebrate once you got on set with everyone? No. no. <laughs> As you said it, I was like, what? Really? We're on day two, and I don't, no one's brought a cake or any no champagne, nothing. No one, did they, uh, there, there was a mention of it uh, during table. our Zoom table read, but uh, other than that, no. No. <clears throat> so I loved uh, the beginning of season seven, the two-part uh, election special, uh, including the animated episode where Dre runs for Congress. Um, what interested you guys about doing an animated episode? Honestly, the idea came from my fear of COVID. <laughs> I'm glad you said it because I, I don't know what you were going to answer, but I was going to say it was Tracy. <laughs> Tracy didn't want to come to work with anybody. Uh, and she bought us some time by coming up with this great idea about uh, having an animated uh, start to the season. Yeah. And so that's that's how we came about. That's how we came up with that. Yeah, I was really scared. I'm still really scared of COVID. Um and it was a great idea and it was really fun. It did. It bought us mm -hmm. some time. He answered that question. I got nothing else for you on yep. that one. Well, uh, in part one, which was not animated, uh, Tracy, you were excellent as the personification of the 1965 Voting Rights Act. How do you get in the right headspace to play her? <laughs> oh, it's a very interesting question. Yeah. I did a lot of preparatory work. 
Um, I, I definitely dove very deep. It was a lot of uh, research. Um, Google, I don't know if you've ever heard of it, but it's a great place to find information. And, um, and you know, hair, hair had a big mm -hmm. part in it. And that's why you're nominated yet again <laughs> my <research>. for an Emmy. <laughs> it's, my, it's my research. That's what people say. That, that Tracy, she can research yeah. nobody's uh, business. That Tracy can Google like no other. Unbelievable. Yeah. <laughs> uh, of course, this season, we also saw the Johnsons deal with the pandemic. You know, Bo, of course, is a doctor and Dre as a parent juggling working from home and trying to do homeschooling. And of course, you were shooting it under your own COVID restrictions. So were you able to channel any of your, any of your own pandemic anxieties into these performances for those episodes? Uh, other, other than being masked up and social dis distancing, um, that that is what uh, we, we took the lead from Tracy. <laughs> Again. We took the lead from Tracy. <laughs> Tracy was the lead uh, COVID protocol person. Even though we have professionals here who specialize in it, we all turn to Tracy. Should we be doing that? Tracy's like, mm -mm, I don't feel comfortable doing that, and we wouldn't do it. So that 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 is how we had to deal with it. He's totally right. I will say that um, you know we have been doing the show for six years, and we had figured out so much sort of ease and spaces for joy while being so efficient because our show runs like a well-oiled machine. So at the beginning of the season, it was awkward. Mm -hmm. You know, like one of my favorite things is hair and makeup in the morning with our entire cast in the hair and makeup trailer. And we lost that. Yeah. Um, now we're all in separate trailers. We never see each other really until we end up on stage. Yeah. But the truth is that the chemistry that we had developed and, you know, we're a family by now, like between our crew and our cast, all of us, um, it kind of worked. It was, yeah. it wasn't, we it, found our way. No. I, I just, I've, I've never asked this question to Tracy. How did you end up with the entire hair and makeup trailer? Oh, yeah. Okay, so they brought in other hair and makeup trailers, and then the hair and makeup trailers where we used to do hair and makeup, somehow I am alone in there. Which sits eight. <laughs> eight full-grown, full-size men. And I'll for some you. reason, <laughs> Tracy has the entire trailer to herself I'll now. I'll tell you why. I'll tell you why. They gave me the option to be in the fancy little trailers like you guys are in. No, 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 no. You're fancy. You're the fancy one. No, Anthony. Mine doesn't have that little couch in it. We have, a, we have a full-size bed. <laughs> you have a deluxe California king okay. with down comforters. No, it's not true. My trailer's a hair and makeup trailer. They have those fancy little trailers. We have a double banger. Yeah, but you have those, it's all the fancy schmance. They said I could have that. I was like, no, I want open space. And we can only, even in the middle of the winter, when it's cold, all the doors are open and I have fans running. Because I <laughs> we know air circulation is mm -hmm. one of the keys yes. to not getting COVID. And all I have to say is it takes two Teamsters just to service and move her trailer, where it takes one to move four of ours. That's all I'm going to say. That's all he's going to say. Fine. It's fine. And you know what? I feel comfortable. Yeah. <laughs> That's why you have the Emmy nom. So let's talk about some standout episodes this season. Some of the work. Uh, so first, episode seven, Babes in Boyland, where Dre and Bo discover that Diane has a secret Instagram account. That's a great, fun episode. Tracy, I believe this is the one you're choosing to submit. Can you tell me a little bit about the episode and what you love about it? One of the things I love about the episode is it's typical blackish DNA that we go in something one way, thinking we're going to be having an episode about a Finsta account, a fake Instagram account. 
Um, but we really are dealing with gender norms and sort of the binary way that we as parents parent our girls and boys differently. And um, so I thought it was a really interesting and fun episode. And then, of course, you know, the conclusion is that we decide to punish them evenly, which I thought was really cute. And it was a really fun episode. There's nothing better than being stupid with Anthony. It's one of the reasons I love my job so much. And we, one should know, directors should know. And if they don't know now, they usually know when they come. Mm -hmm. You're not going to have to tell me and Anthony to dial it up. Never. Never dial it up. It's always, you know, we could, we're going to start at a 10. And if you don't say anything, it's going to get bigger. It's going to go to about a 15. It's going to go to a 15. And that scene when we punish them was just really joyful. Oh, so much fun. I love the glee in their faces as they're punishing them. And then, uh, Anthony, another great episode is What About Gary, uh, where Dre tries to give Bo's white cousin Gary a crack yes. course uh, in the Black experience. And I believe this is maybe the one you're submitting. Uh, I believe it is. Tell us about this episode and what you love about it. I love that I, Anthony, as Dre, uh, get to try to teach a white man how about our culture and about who I am and what works and what does not work. And how, you know, he was invited to the picnic and he's no longer invited to the picnic. Uh, I, I think that's the fun stuff uh, that we, we get to do on this show. Uh, turn a little something on its ear and have fun with it without being offensive uh, and still being inclusive. And it's like, uh, maybe this isn't for you, but this is how we do it. Right. Um, and I forget the actor's name who plays Gary. Rob Hubel. Right, That's yeah. exactly right. Yeah, he's 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 a talented actor. He and really and, is. Yeah, and you know, uh, not that we don't get talented actors on our show, but he he really understands our timing, and he's he stepped right into it, and uh, we had a great time. Yeah, that is a really fun episode. I love the you have the uh, the chart with the three Reginas, and he has yes. to decide who's Regina Hall, who's <laughs> Regina King. It's so great, so great. Uh, so you mentioned, you know, I love the scenes where Dre and Bo are on the same page about parenting, and you mentioned that moment where they're gleefully punishing Jack and Diane. What are some of your types of favorite scenes to play together? You know, because you do so many different types of, you know, interactions. All the scenes. Uh, yeah, it, it's it's really hard. We, we get asked this question a lot, and uh, anything that, uh, any scene that I'm in with Tracy is a great scene. Uh, we have so much fun. Yeah, it, again, yeah, we have so much fun doing what we do. We have so much fun working together. I have to say, one of the things I always say is, um, there are things that I can do in the safety of working with Anthony that I never got to experience as an actor before. I just, I feel like I can fly and we just dance. Like it's not even, it does not feel like work. We both have a very similar style of learning lines and sort of getting in it. So we both kind of enter the scene in the same, enter the work in the same way. Um, and it just makes it seamless. It's yeah. just really fun. I've, I mean, it's it, this is our eighth year working mm -hmm. together and it just gets better. Um, and it's, you know, it's also our crew has been the same. So there's a real sense of safety and ease here yeah. that I am so grateful for. There's a great sense of trust and empowerment uh, working alongside Tracy, just knowing that there's a fearfulness where there, there isn't a fear of falling, there isn't a fear of taking the leap because you may fall. Uh, you just know that, or I know that she has my back no matter where I go in the scene and she knows that I have her back uh, no and matter where we go. And we also get to play. So like both of us improv, 
and we are pretty good at not breaking. Like we'll, yeah. we stay in the scene. It's such a pet peeve of mine when you have such a good improv and somebody breaks and yeah. they like ruin the scene. And it, and it ruins it. Oh my God. But Anthony and I will stick with it. Um, and we'll just stay to the point that like, honestly, it's when does somebody say cut? I don't know because we're going <laughs> <Yeah>. for weeks <laughs> back and forth. Yeah. It's so fun. So, you know, Dre and Bo are pretty competitive uh, about everything. And I was going to ask you, are you guys competitive offset? But now I'm thinking about the trailer uh, question. And, you know, if you, do we, is are we competitive? competitive? No, we're not. No, we're not competitive at, uh, offset at all. No, I just literally want whatever he has. That's, that's, <laughs> that's not being competitive. <laughs> That's just wanting what you don't That's have. That's just wanting what you don't have. I pulled in. Anthony had a different car. I was like, what's that? I want that car. Yeah, next thing I know, she shows up with it. <laughs> it's totally true. Um, no, I, I don't think I don't feel competitive no, at all. No, no not at all. Uh, I think we have, um, I don't know. It's really, it's a, like such a blessing. I feel like we had, apparently Kenya said he saw my audition tape mm -hmm. recently. Um, the chemistry was there from the beginning. But I think the relationship, the rapport, and the sense of safety has just grown. It has. Yeah. Uh, given the fact that 15 years ago we hosted oh. a, um, uh, an like award five. show. Yeah, 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 yeah. And uh, I hated him. She hated my guts. Like, literally. I had no idea. I, I literally, I had a resentment. He did something while we were working. I thought it was totally inappropriate. And it was totally, he was driving. I made a fart joke. <laughs> he made a fart joke at my expense on stage. And I was like, not appropriate. I don't know you that well. What are you thinking? And I held this resentment forever. And then I was like, uh, 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 Anthony Anderson. And now look, I love this man. This man is like the best TV husband ever. Yeah, thank you. But for close to, you probably didn't tell me about this until almost second season. No, 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 it was serious. I mean, I, was, I held a grudge. She brought in pictures <laughs> oh of God. us at the end of the night at uh, the award show that we hosted. And he has his arms and around her. And I have around. my arm around her, and she has the look of disgust and, and her, her hand over my hand, like, get off of me. But she was, she smiled before the camera like this. It, it is the best photo. It's like sheer disgust on her face. And... For the longest time, I had no he idea. You had no idea. That, yeah, just, uh, no, what? You had that BET show, Between the Lines. Yeah. I came and did an episode on her show yes, on you BET. Did. And I thought Tracy was giving me the utmost respect as an actor. I was. We know we did scenes together. And then when they were turning around or going to my coverage, she would be, the set is yours, Anthony, and left. She left because she couldn't stand me. I had no idea that she was still harboring this hate for me. I thought she was just being there. Oh, Anthony, it's yours. You, my set is your set. You got it. But later on, I figured out she hated me and did not want to be around me. But I was respectful even in my hatred. She was always respectful with her hatred. But, you know, it's such a testament mm -hmm. because how did I describe you first season? Anthony, you're not like that anymore, though. No. No, you're I've not. An no, Anthony's grown up so much. There's no, that we both have. We yeah. both have. I, I, yeah, we have a, it, that's hilarious. And what's crazy, you, 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 we started this, this, this moment in this conversation about Kenya seeing your audition, audition uh, tape just recently. Oh my God. She walked into the room <laughs> and there, uh, again, I'm thinking Tracy Ellis Ross has loved me for the last 15 years because I have nothing but love and adoration for her. <laughs> 
She walked in and there was just an instant connection. Oh yeah. Between us. It was it was it was it was magic. No, it was. It very very magical. Um the auditions that we were having were on Valentine's Day. Agreed. Uh I brought a Being rose true. for every uh, actress that was uh, auditioning Which on Valentine's Day. Which made my Day. eyes roll, by the way. I was like, oh my God. I, I brought a rose to them. We gave a rose to them. Tracy came in three quarters of the way through the audition. Uh, and after she auditioned, we gave her no notes. We had two scenes, maybe three. Which never made it into the show, by the way. And gave her no notes on anything. And this was the only thing I said to her. Go outside and tell those other women they can go home because the role is yours. Tis true. Tis true. Oh my gosh. Were you like, wait, now I'm going to work with this guy I don't like? or what? No, 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 not at all. Um, no, I mean, that audition was so lovely. I was like, yeah. we're going to be totally fine. And um, so Kenya and I were friends because Kenya wrote on Girlfriends. And Kenya had said that he wrote this role for me. I had heard that before in my career to the point that I had seen a breakdown that said we want a Tracy Ellis Ross type and they wouldn't see me for the role. So I was like, yeah, 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 Kenya, sure. I'll believe it when I get the role. Then I auditioned and you said that in the audition and everyone was like, it's so amazing. I was like, oh, I don't have nothing until I see a contract right. and I can sign on the dotted line. I don't believe anything until it's true, until I know for real. So yeah. But well, I, I knew, whether you knew or not at that moment, I knew, and we all knew in the room because it was, like she said, it was magic. It was magic. It really was. And so we, we started with good chemistry and, and it's only gotten better. Now, now look. Your off screen story could be its own rom com. Like, oh, right. <laughs> uh, so you both had your own shows in uh, TV shows in the early 2000s when TV was much more sort of obviously segregated in that the black shows were on like WB and UPN. And for you guys, what would you say are the positive changes you've seen in the industry since then? And what would you still like to see? Well, I mean, mm. there's. There's a lot more to see. Yeah, well, um, more people of color being able to tell their stories. Um, at, at one point, you know, you had the five networks or whatever. Now now there's two, three hundred channels for us to look at television and see content. Um, so, and, you know, Tracy and I stepping into producer roles, producerial roles, and giving other people opportunities to tell their stories and, and have these experiences that we've experienced for the last eight years now. And... Um, also being able to promote from within. You know, we, we've had our, our ADs go, come on to be directors and, and everybody, uh, our, our, our set, PA, set PAs are, in the writers are, are now uh, uh, head writers on our show. Or, uh, so, you know, just things like that. So that those are the changes that we are somewhat responsible for and the changes that we, we've seen. And, and there's still more, more to come. I think there's been a shift in the landscape and what is happening right now, I hope stays because we've seen these waves before. And it's not even that I hope stays, they've got to stay. Like it's just, it's enough already. Um, I also um, feel like the diversity, equity and inclusion, the equity part, um, that's where the fundamental change occurs in the industry. And we saw the report from the, from the, the McKinsey report there is a real um, shift that needs to, a conscious shift. People actually reaching outside of their comfort zone mm -hmm. and in their blind spots and making changes in all areas of this industry, or it will take 95 years for us to get to the place of equity, which is equity and safety and all of that for people of color. 
So there's all the different areas. I agree with Anthony. It's the storytelling. It's having different stories told so that um, television and content actually reflects the world that we live in. Um, and I think, you know, Blackish and, and now Anthony and I and Kayla and Yara mm-hmm. moving on to be content creators um, and producers in that sense makes a big difference. But also it's it's all of the different roles, like and and making sure that there's transparency about what those roles are so that people, the pipeline into this industry can change and become more robust. Right. And I mean, it's also great that you've been able to build this whole blackish universe with mixed-ish and grown-ish. And uh, was that something like, can you imagine thinking back for when the show launched, is that something you could have ever imagined that there would be this universe of other shows? Yeah, well, in in the beginning, uh, when Kenya and I were developing this, this this is all we talked about. You know, we took a page uh, from uh, the Cosby world and, you know, and you, we, we, we talked about this earnestly and early in the development of Blackish about, you know, well, one of the kids are going to go off to college. Mm-hmm. You know, let's do our version of a different world. Yeah. And, and that's how Gronish was was born. And um, uh, and, and then Tracy uh, and, and the others came up uh, with a great idea for Mixedish. And, yeah, I mean, and it, it sort of was born out of that episode, that uh, being bo-racial, mm-hmm. being bi- bo-racial. Bo-racial. Yeah, that's what it was, yeah. <laughs> or biracial. Um, but the episode was called bo-racial. Um, but yeah, that that we noticed that we were really exploring Dre's world on Blackish, and was mm-hmm. there a way to kind of resort back to where Bo comes from and what her world looked like, particularly since it was so different than Dre's? So you start yes. to see all these different aspects of what it is to be a black person in this country, and yeah. that and and those things happened also organically. Mm-hmm. That it was, it 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 was just the perfect fit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so one of the show's six Emmys is for outstanding contemporary costumes. You know, both Bo and Dre are very stylish. I'm just wondering if there are any looks from this season that maybe snuck off set with you accidentally got taken home. And- well, what? First off, there's no accident about taking these clothes home. No, I make a list when I finish. <laughs> she makes a list when she finishes. I make a list as I'm putting them on. Oh, this may come home with me later. <laughs> Let me know when this outfit wraps for the show. Because <laughs> you can't wear it again. So just let me know when it wraps for the show. Uh, for this episode. Yeah. Um, I mean, yeah, they seem to come home. Uh, not not everything, but, but some things. No, and I have to say, like, huge shout out to our costume department because mm-hmm. Michelle Cole leads an incredible team. And we often, in COVID times, we've done less, but there's so many scenes so many looks and then also building from scratch like whenever we do our big episodes and our halloween episodes there's always some crazy something that they're building um from scratch that's unbelievable so they're amazing our hair department is amazing yeah shout out shout out to my hair (laughs) and you know back back to ward thank you back to wardrobe it's you know sometimes uh i find myself having 21 changes in an episode yeah you know, I change more than Tracy does. Often. You know, and, and you know, so Michelle Cole and her and her staff, uh, they, they work tirelessly. So I'm, I'm happy to see them being recognized for, for their hard work yeah. after all of these years. Also, shout out to Michelle Cole. Um, she is a legend in the wardrobe costume world. Um, Living Single. Yes. Bernie Mac. Bernie Mac. I mean, it goes on and on. She is a legend, mm-hmm. and she has earned her keep, to say the least. She is a professional 
of the top tier. Oh, amazing. Well, no wonder everybody always looks so good on this show. <laughs> and finally, you know, you're on production now, uh, the eighth and final season. I know you don't want to spoil anything, but can you tease a little bit for fans of what they can expect when the show returns? <laughs> Barack Obama <laughs> will not be on an episode. <laughs> Sorry. That's the way he sneezes, by the way. We, we try. Yeah. God bless you. Thank you. Yes, that's mm -hmm. all the time. Um, no, I don't think we can tease anything. No, we can't. No, that's the whole point. That's the whole point of okay. having, making you tune in. Well, you'll see a lot more of this. A lot more of those cute faces. All right. Yes. Uh, excellent. Well, I'm so thrilled to talk to you. It's been so much fun. Uh, I hope you uh, get some time to actually eat your lunch since you're now on your lunch break. But, no. Uh, no. No. Um, but I'm so glad. This was so much fun. I haven't had a, an Anthony interview in so long where we're together. No, we're in the, in the same box. In the same box. Well, thank you again and congratulations and good luck at the Emmys. And have, thank you uh, so much. Thank you. Uh, everybody watching, please vote. Please. <laughs> it's our last season. <laughs> Look at that. How can you say no to that? Thank you so much. Thank, thank you. you. Bye. Bye, bye. Bye, everybody. Wow, Kristen, I'm coming out of that interview with endless love for those two. <sighs> Oh my See, God, I love the Diana okay, Ross reference. There yes. we go. Okay, I was like, Diana yes. Ross songs, Tracy. I, you know, it was a stretch, but I'm standing by it. I like it. I like it. Anybody could have gone with the ish, you know, sort of like, <laughs> that was so much fun-ish or something. I <laughs> yeah, don't know. But that's you what I was really, kind of thinking. You, I was like, yeah, do I say I'm smiling-ish? But that sounds like I didn't enjoy it, but... I really did. I, so You went to the next level with the Ross uh, pun. I love it. I love it. Yeah, they were so much fun to talk to. And it was just a treat as somebody who likes Blackish to talk to them while they were sitting in the Johnson's yeah. kitchen. <laughs> yeah. Well, and so, you know, the thing yeah. is, so many of these interviews we do, uh, especially when it's more than one cast member, you think, oh, they've all like told these stories before. They like, are, what really else could they tell? But it, it's so true that, you know, we get them in these kind of situations, these scenarios, and, and they talk about stuff that's never come up before, surprisingly, shockingly, somehow, and um, and it just comes out uh, like a great interview like that. So that was a pleasure. Well, thank you so much. And that's going to do it for our edition of The Awardist this week. Already. Yeah, already. Already. We're getting close to nomination right. voting period when oh. uh, the real rubber meets the road. So it'll be exciting <laughs> as we head into future episodes about, you know, how we think the race is going. But in the meantime, if you liked what you hear, give us a rating, give us a review, subscribe to our podcast so you never miss an episode. Or, you know, tweet at us and tell us what you like, what you didn't like. I'm at Kristen G. Baldwin. And you're... I'm at Jared Hall. You can find me right there. Should I spell that? I always wonder if I need to. It's weird. G-E-R-R-A-D. Yeah, why not? Hall? Yeah. yeah. And you're yeah. Kristen with an E. I'm Kristen with an E. That's right. Not an yeah. I, not an A, not a Y, just an E. Yeah. Just a good old-fashioned E. We'll do a whole other podcast on name spellings. We should. We should. <laughs> That'll be our, our after Emmys are done. We'll, we'll do... <laughs> exactly. The wrap-up. Whole... <laughs> A name podcast spelling. <laughs> Thanks so much, and we'll see you guys next week. Bye.